0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Three, two, one, 0. All engine running. Lift off. We have a lift off. Why? Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. AM 750 WSB and no one listening on the radio is actually getting this it's just you guys listening on the podcast uh this is a special podcast episode of uh the Eric Erickson show First of all, I want to tell you guys, thank you for all of your feedback. We are not going to abandon the podcast. Uh, There was unanimity among all, I mean, I think I heard from all 15,000 people. My email box, inbox melted down. Nobody wants me to get rid of the show. Now, you should know that I am on vacation and will be until January 3rd. And starting January 3rd, my show in Atlanta, if you're a regular listener podcast, you probably already heard this, is going to move from five to seven to four to six. Uh, we're also working on a national show. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to lock that in uh, in the first quarter next year. And so there will be a national show in addition to the Atlanta show. We're not doing it um, separate. We're not scrapping one to do the other. I, I'm committed to my Atlanta audience. And My boss has been very gracious and said, if I want to go out somewhere else and, and do another show, go for it. As long as I'm back for the afternoon and I am glad to be back for the afternoon. So we're working on that. Please put that on your prayer list. Uh, we're trying to make that happen. Um, it is way more difficult than I thought in any event. Uh, the Christmas show will be out soon, but I wanted to come in because of all the news in the last 48 hours, I wanted to be able to spend some time here, uh, with general Mattis leaving and why this is a big deal. And it has everything to do with Syria. Um, let me, let me back up and give you an overview of the Syrian situation. When ISIS moved into Syria, they took advantage of a political vacuum uh, and the political vacuum was caused by the Syrian civil war. And it is a c- civil war. Um, a, a group of, of people have decided to stand up to Basar al-Assad. Uh, he is the last Baathist party member to control part of the Middle East Saddam Hussein and uh, the Assad family were Baathists. They were the successor party of the Nazis. That is a historic fact. You can look it up for yourself. Uh, they they were essentially the Arab Nazi party, and they have been allowed to survive. The Russians have allied themselves with the Syrians, and we decided this was not a good thing uh, for our interest, Israel's interest, Saudi Arabia's interest, any of our allies' interests. And so we began sending a small number of troops to help. Uh, organize the rebellion against Assad. Well, as that was happening, ISIS moved into eastern Syria and we had to fight them there because ISIS was building up in eastern Syria an area uh, that they could organize, they could train, and they could send out terrorists around the world. We allied with the Kurds. The Kurds have a troubled history with Turkey. Uh, The southeastern part of Turkey had at one time been an autonomous province. The Turks largely wiped them out. Uh, They've been very, very nervous about northern Iraq uh, becoming a Kurdish area. They do not like the Kurds. It is a bad history, racism, all sorts of things mixed in there. The Kurds have been our very good allies. They have stood shoulder to shoulder with us fighting ISIS. They are not Islamic radicals. This is not an Afghan situation. I've seen some people compare this to Afghanistan where we were helping the Mujahideen and they became radicalized with Osama bin Laden. This isn't that sort of thing. The Turk the, the Kurds are Muslim, uh, but they are a, a philosophical Mus- have a philosophical Muslim background. They are um, more ethnicity Muslim than uh, Arab than anything I mean they're Kurds. This is not the same situation. Uh, the Kurds have been our allies in Iraq. They have been our allies in Syria. They have been our allies for a very long time. When the president the other day decided to leave Fox news, Jennifer Griffin reports, it came after a conversation with the president of Turkey who said they were headed into Syria to kill the Kurds and they would fight us if we didn't get out of the way. And so the president decided to get out of the way. So in other words, the Turkish president told the American president that the Turks were coming in to kill American allies. And the American president decided to get out of the way and let it happen. Do you remember the conservative outrage when Barack Obama withdrew uh, Patriot missile batteries and and other um, defensive weapon systems from Poland? Conservatives were livid That we were abandoning our Polish allies. The same goes here, or at least it should, if we're intellectually honest about it. There are only 2,000 American soldiers in Syria. To the extent there are casualties, uh, there have been less than a dozen. If that, I mean, I think there have been less than five. Don't hold me to that, though, but it's been less than a dozen. The Kurds have done most of the work, we've been overseeing and helping. And we've been very, very successful with 2000 troops. We have fought back against the Russians. That's been little remarked, but we have pushed back hard against the Russians. There were several encounters where the Russian troops uh, who actually came in pretending to be mercenaries, they tried to engage the U.S. military and a handful of American soldiers overwhelmed and crushed uh, a massively higher number of Russians. This has been very good for us, and we have built good relationships with the Kurds. And President Trump is abandoning them to their death. So General Mattis, Secretary Mattis, has now quit. He's quit because of Syria, and shortly thereafter, the Afghanistan situation came up. This is not good for uh, American policy. I agree that we need to leave Afghanistan. I do. We've been there long enough. Nothing's going to change. But there are peace talks beginning to happen, or at least ceasefire talks beginning to happen. Announcing that the Americans are leaving before the peace talks begin is very much like Barack Obama giving a date certain for our withdrawal so the Taliban just held back and waited for that date. Uh, This was not smart on the president's part to do, to say, hey, 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 uh, we're going to abandon the area. Now go have your peace talks with that in mind. That wasn't smart. Uh, likewise, going on and pulling them out now without a plan to pull them out in in incremental areas around the country. And the same with Syria. We've only got 2,000 troops. Pulling them out immediately sends our allies to their death. And yet again, cements the fact that the Americans cannot be trusted. And this is the biggest thing. We need as many allies as we can around the world right now as China and Russia begin to exert themselves. Their view of world hegemony is different from ours. Their institutions are not democratic. Their values are not democratic. They are hostile to people of faith. They are hostile to uh, the idea of liberty, and they are collaborating more and more increasingly. The United States is the only country that can stand up to them, and our allies are seeing our presidents, Obama and Trump, sell them out. That's not good. And if you read Secretary Mattis' letter, He is very adamant that we owe an obligation to the world as essentially the leader of the free world to stand and lead on these issues because no one else can at a time where the free world needs that leadership and we're not doing it. When that op ed, anonymous op ed, came out in the New York Times a while back. Uh, Nikki Haley responded to it, and and it actually got her in trouble at the White House. It was underreported, but the White House did not like Nikki Haley's op-ed. They really didn't, even though I thought it was great. They did not like it, and they did not like it because they thought that Nikki Haley was essentially trying to make it about her. Uh, You know, the president is always, always upset with attention. There's actually a report out. I'm recording this on December 21st at 10 a.m. There's a report out today that the president is already upset with Mick Mulvaney because there have been several press reports out that two years ago, Mick Mulvaney called the president a terrible person. And so before Mulvaney already begins chief of staff job, the president already is upset with him. They're upset with Nikki Haley. They think she stole the president's flylight. This is this is one of the problems, and I think it's a problem that that uh, conservative critics had of the Obama administration uh, that when you're an A person, you surround yourself with A's. When you're a B person, you surround yourself with C's and D's. President Trump has, in many cases, surrounded himself with C and D people, except at cabinet-level positions, because he knew to get them through Congress, he needed to have people at the top of the game. So he put them there. But over time, he has largely begun to ignore them. He's he began to ignore Mattis. Uh, there are reports out he's beginning to ignore Pompeo. He's ignoring a number of his other cabinet secretaries. He's been ignoring Steve Mnuchin. He ignored Gary Cohen. He ignored a, a bunch of people who were, whether you agreed with them or not. I'm not a big Gary Cohen fan, but. Uh, he was a list uh, competent and shouldn't have been ignored. And now the president apparently beginning the process of ignoring McMulvaney. This is this is not good for his presidency. It's not good for the country. And in any event, going back to the Nikki Haley op-ed, one of the things she said is instead of leaking, instead of whispering, instead of going to the New York Times, you should just resign, just just resign. And I think she was right because. I blame that New York Times op-ed for a lot of the president's behavior over the last couple of months in, in the run-up to the serious situation. The president read that New York Times op-ed, and it confirmed to him that there is an internal cabal of people inside the administration working against him. And if there's an internal cabal of people in the White House working against him, the thing he does not want to do is tell them what he plans on doing so that they can undermine him. If he's adamant he wants to get out of Syria, he can't tell these people because he thinks it'll never get done, so he's got to jump to Twitter and announce it because of that op-ed. Now... There is a fair point um, that when things don't work for the president democratically, he turns to the military and does things militarily, and I I do think there's an issue there. We saw that with North Korea and other things. The North Korea situation, by the way, not going well. The North Koreans now saying they will go no further until we completely withdraw from the Korean Peninsula, Uh, and they did that after seeing the United States begin withdrawing from Syria and Afghanistan or the president's orders. All of that in North Korea is because of Syria and Afghanistan, seeing the president wants to withdraw from there. They're trying to push him to withdraw from South Korea they know he wants to but a lot of this comes from the president's growing paranoia that no one is in the White House helping him and that New York Times op-ed had a lot to do with it so here's the the good thing about Nikki Haley's op-ed was she said don't do that don't leak, Don't, don't whisper don't try to ruin the presidency just resign, if you disagree carry out the president's orders push back where you can, debate him she's found that he's willing to listen and if he doesn't listen resign. Fair point. And that's what Secretary Mattis did. Secretary Mattis went to the White House, tried to convince the president to change his mind. And when the president refused to change his mind, Secretary Mattis resigned. That's the way it should have been done. But it also sends up a big red flag in his resignation letter that he fundamentally disagrees with the way the president is going forward. The president must not have read secretary Mattis's letter of resignation when he was tweeting praise for him because his Mattis's resignation letter was um, not flattering towards the president. But this is the way that others in the administration should behave. If they disagree with the president, whoever that president is, they should resign now. All that being said, there there is something good and I think worthwhile and praiseworthy here that's happened. And, you know, I, I I put up a tweet last night. Uh, I got all the, the the Trump supporters very worked up and said we should be very thankful we live in this country or we probably would be talking about a mil- military coup right now. And that wasn't my endorsement of a coup as some of them were claiming. It is I have, I do not recall even during the Obama administration that the level of complaint from enlisted to officer uh, NBC News uh, was reporting from its foreign policy correspondent, who actually is a, a decent correspondent, unlike many of um, the reporters they have, he's not a partisan activist, and his reporting was echoed by Jennifer Griffin from Fox News and others, that down to the enlisted soldiers on the ground in Syria, to Central Command, to the Joint Chiefs, uh, to other uh, civilian appointees within the Pentagon, uh, people were livid with the, para- uh, with the president's decision. The soldiers in Syria were horrified that they were having to tell the Kurds that they're being abandoned. Uh, the, the general in charge of central command said he felt like he was punched in the gut. Others, very livid. We are very, very blessed to live in the United States, which is the best country that ever was. Because if we didn't, the level of outrage uh, we would be talking about is the military plotting something. What makes this country so awesome is that there's that level of vehemence. I I cannot recall that level of leaking and venting to reporters from enlisted and officers over decision of the president uh, prior to now. And they will all carry out his order. Even though they so adamantly disagree with it, they will carry out his order. And that is what makes this a wonderful nation. Um, the, The military can disagree with the president, but have such respect for the civilian authorities and constitution that they will carry out the orders they disagree with. And we should all be very thankful we live in this country. Despite all of the the discombobulation these past few years and whatnot, um, we have a situation where we still have a stable democracy. You would never know that from the reporting and the media, but we do. And we should be thankful for that. Uh, we should be thankful for a lot of things um, as we move from Thanksgiving into this Christmas season. The Mavis situation is a red flag for this administration. It is a red flag for moving forward. And I'm, this is the first time I'm really started to think, will the president finish his first term? And I haven't really said that before. I've never really thought it. I mean, others have speculated on it. I just haven't. But seeing the way he's behaving, I've got friends of mine, the number of friends of mine who in the last 24 hours have said, maybe the Russians really do have something. Maybe the P-tape is real, have skyrocketed. Because when you think about it, in the last 48 hours, the only people happy with the president are the Russians. He got rid of the sanctions on the Russian oligarchs, despite um, his advisors telling him not to. And he's withdrawn from Syria, despite his advisors telling him not to. The only people who benefit from those decisions, the Russians. And people are like, hey, maybe they really do have something on him," And I don't think that's the case. But I'm starting to wonder if he's just trying to wrap things up and be done. And I've never really thought that before. But this This feels like the end of a presidency when the presidents start pardoning people they want to pardon before they leave. And, of course, he started that way with Mike Flynn and whatnot, uh, Dinesh D'Souza, D'Souza. But this seems different. This doesn't seem stable, and it doesn't seem like it can last. But if I was a betting man, I would bet odds on an election in 2020 with President Trump as the Republican nominee. Um, this is just a weird situation though. We should certainly be in prayer for the country, for the president and our leaders right now. Uh, and we'll see where it goes. If anything shapes up over the next few days, although I'm on vacation, I have access to my microphone and mixer. I can record a podcast. Also, the Christmas podcast will be up over the weekend. It'll be airing live on WSB over the weekend on Monday and Tuesday as well. Um, with, with the music. If you're listening to podcasts, some of it has to be stripped out for uh streaming purposes. But nonetheless. There you go. You guys have a great, great weekend and a very Merry Christmas. If I don't talk to you before January 3rd, um, my show will start airing live uh, at 4 p.m. January 3rd, and we'll get the podcast out then in the evenings a little bit earlier. Y'all have a wonderful holiday season and Happy New Year.